0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Post Podcast. This is a special edition, Better Know a Ben Zagala. Now we only have one Ben Zagala here at KCOW and his name is Alex Ben
1: Are we sure about that? Are we sure there isn't another one like in the basement?
0: We have a Bob S. Ben Zagala <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, 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 uh, there is only one Alex Ben He is our news and sports director, as many of you know. Mike Glessinger uh, retired uh, earlier this year at the end of the last year, and Alex is now uh, taking on news and sports. So We wanted to let you know a little bit about him because when we have someone join our, our KCW family, Kaelin Crowy, we like to kind yeah. of introduce
2: him to people. Yeah, and- you know, and, and the thing is, is, is Alex, uh, you moved out here and, and started working in July. Um, but, uh, it was such kind of a, an interesting time with, with different transitions and stuff out here at the radio station that I feel that you never got your due diligence, um, with, you know, kind of introducing yourself, um, where you've came from, what you've done in your broadcast career. Um, so, um, yeah, we, we thought it would be cool to, to do this podcast to kind of let the community know, let the panhandle know who, uh, who the, uh, Bengal tiger is
1: <laughs> I, I i really appreciate that guys and uh, appreciate the conversation and how about we get started
0: yeah better, better noah benzagala let us start at the very beginning when did you first realize that radio was something you wanted to uh, be a part of
1: oh great question so first off um it started in high school for me because i um, went through middle school and then in high school my parents made made a decision to homeschool me. So, so I was homeschooled, but I went to my high school, Peninsula high school, um, about an hour away from Seattle. And my first class ever was radio broadcasting in high school. So like, uh, again, because I was, uh, homeschooled, all I took was electives, did sports and eventually an AP class or two. So I go in my first class And it's radio broadcasting, and, you know, our teacher, Mr. Smith, starts talking about broadcasting, and he says, who wants to record the news? No one raises their hand. (laughs) No one—and I'm just looking around.
0: That's how Kalen got the job.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody nobody raised their hand. Seriously, that's how how it happened. So, So
1: I look around. Five seconds pass by. And I think we're approaching ten seconds, and Mr. Smith starts to get concerned, like no one's gonna raise their hand. I'm like, what the heck? So I raise my hand. So uh, I go into our studio. Uh, Mr. Smith gives me these AP stories, and he's like, "You're going live in three, two, one." And I'm like, "What? I'm a I'm I'm 14 years old." So I just start reading the news, and like, I don't know. It was kind of like a weird adrenaline rush. And that's where it all started. Wow, that's cool.
0: And uh, when you did the news, uh, did you feel like, hey, this is something I could uh, maybe do for a career? Or were you just kind of playing around at that point?
1: No, at at 14, no. Like, you, you have no idea. You, you just want to try to fit in a little bit. You want to just get through high school is kind of what I was kind of th- like you you want to make friends cuz again I was homeschooled right and so it's just different um so I was never thinking oh this is oh I'm going to be in Alliance Nebraska in almost 20 <laughs> years <laughs> doing this for my job that's not what I thought of at the time but then things happen I, I eventually start doing sports and I think there was a sporting game that I did my sophomore year that was like yeah I'll do this for the rest of my life there's no other way so
0: That's cool. So Sports is a very unique thing in the world of broadcasting. You know, we've had play-by-play people here, uh, Gless, of course, John Extell, uh now Dave Collins. And that's, that's like a balancing act when you're calling a game because you've got to, you know, communicate the action to the listener. But you've also got to kind of be looking at what's going on and kind of it, – its it's like the rubbing your head and patting your belly thing, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think for me, it's just, just, again, I was just so blessed to have a high school radio station.
2: Yeah. You don't see that.
1: Um, it's very rare. I don't. I, I think we were the last ones, and unfortunately, my my hometown station has has closed as of this summer. So really sad about that. But anyway, um, my freshman year. This is kind of an interesting story as well. So uh, I tried out for the basketball team. I had no intentions of broadcasting my freshman year, but I try out for the freshman team. I get cut. So, uh, and and when I got cut, it was, I was heartbroken because I was just trying to make friends. So like, so, and, and I still feel to this day, I should have made that team, but, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, so after I got cut, you know, eventually that January, my, my broadcast teacher, he was like, Hey, you're, you've been doing a good job. You did a great job broadcasting all fall. Do you want to try out broadcasting a basketball game? So. I was like, I don't know, talked to my parents and and they said, "Well, you can either choose to have an iPod or you can choose to broadcast basketball. You yeah, you can't have both." <laughs> and so my dumb 14-year-old self was like, "No, I want to I want an iPod." Aww. Aww. But I at the last second like my my stepdad was like, "No, you shouldn't like this broadcasting thing is, is probably a better idea. You do that. So, so I call my first <laughs> game as a 14-year-old. Wow. Had no idea what I was really doing. But I had listened to so many NBA Seattle Supersonics games because Supersonics. Here's, here's another thing. I didn't watch a lot of sports as a kid. Uh, Because our family wasn't a sports family. We never sat down and watched sports. I was the only one who truly loved sports. So I would listen to a lot more games than I watched. So because of that, um, you know, I'd listen to so many games from my idol, who still is my idol, and Kevin Calabro. um, And I just pretended like I was him for that first game and just try to sound like him. And eventually I developed my own style. And then I was the voice of the Seahawks and Tides for four years, uh, eventually went to football and eventually go to college, and that's kind of how it all started. And, and again, to have those repetitions as a high schooler was so, like, valuable because oh, most people don't have that. So. No,
2: you know, he... Yeah,
0: there's not a lot of uh, radio uh, broadcasting in, in the high school level. It really is very rare. Uh, you know, the thing about play-by-play is that you just have to do it. I had a friend when I was in college who wanted to do play-by-play, and what we would do is we would go to, like, uh, college hockey games, and he would sit there with a tape recorder and do play-by-play of the game. And uh, that's that's a rough way to get experience because you get some weird looks from people. So it's nice that you were able to get actual live on-the-air experience as early as uh, age 14. Mm. That is incredibly rare.
2: It Yeah, like— it- Alex, you and I were talking about this, I think, the other day, and I know Wenny and I have talked about this in the past, but like it's in this day and age in our society today, like it's really hard for younger people to get involved in radio. And the fact that you had that at your high school, you were able to kind of, you know, develop a passion um, from that, that is super vital and super, super cool because, you know, kids growing up these days, they really don't have that opportunity. We used to have it one time four to six part-timers out here. Yeah. And we don't have that anymore. So, um,
0: Alex, tell us about college. Uh, what was college radio like for you?
1: Uh, there wasn't college radio. Well, okay, so let me backtrack on that. So um, I went to Concordia College, Moorhead, Minnesota. So I'm from, obviously, Gig Harbor, Washington, actually a small town of 100 people right by there. So um, picking a college was interesting because I, I was a pretty good track in track athlete, um, in high school. And, you know, I had a, a bunch of schools interested in me in in that area to run track at the D- division three level. Um, but college, you know, I, 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 knew that I wanted to be a broadcaster. Um, and, you know, I just made the choice, um, that, you know, let's go to somewhere where, you know, no one else in your class is going because at our high school uh, station everybody was going to washington state university and that's kind of where i wanted to go for a long time but then i realized why not just go to just somewhere different somewhere where people from your hometown don't go so I, again i went to concordia moorhead minnesota right by fargo north dakota i run track for four years and to be honest i probably put more effort <laughs> into track especially you know my senior year just because i was like well you I felt I could be a broadcaster for most of the rest of my life, whereas being a college athlete isn't the case but yeah. college uh the first thing I did here's a fun story college hockey division three hockey I'm from Seattle i and at that time like we don't have we we didn't have the the professional hockey team we did. Oh, uh, we do now. So I had never watched a full hockey game before. So I go um but I talked to the sports information director. He's like, Hey, how about you stop by and just and just look at and just watch. So so I was like, Oh I'll, I'll just go watch. I go up, and he's like, you're broadcasting the game. What? (laughs) And I was so ticked off because even at that age, like, preparation is everything. You got to know the players. You got to know the teams well. And he didn't give me a chance to even study. But maybe that was just his kind of way of testing me, see, see what I have. Baptism
0: by fire, I think they call that.
1: <laughs> so that first game was rough. And the first game I ever broadcasted was a zero-zero tie. <laughs> like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, what are, what are the odds of that happening? But again, uh, those, those first two years of college, I broadcasted Concordia College hockey, even though hockey wasn't my thing. And that led to an opportunity to broadcast junior hockey, at a really high level for the Fargo Force of the United States Hockey League, and this is big time. So I was on probably the top station in Fargo, North Dakota, or one of them, as just a junior in, in college. And, and and so I learned a lot from that experience. That was in
2: 2012.
1: Yeah, 2012. And, you know, there were some NHL players from that team um unfortunately i only did three or four games because i got fired <laughs> oh no so what'd you do um a <clears throat> couple things i made too many mistakes like i interviewed a player and i thought he made state with with his team um and he didn't he made he made the sub sub district. So so it was just a lot of small things and like again, I had never broadcasted hockey before and I'm I'm still relatively new to broadcasting, you know. In high school like I learned some, but you know, a lot of it is just just do things and learn on your own. So yeah, uh so that was pretty heartbreaking, but you know, eventually I moved on from that and and then graduate from college and took me a long while to get my first job but um yeah no I loved college you know in terms of you know a chance to run track and have a great career there and then also you know still broadcast
0: and so let's talk about uh, commercial radio tell me about your first gig in commercial radio
1: Well, first I had to get there, and so after graduating, I worked a little bit at a call center in Fargo because, I mean, I I still identify as a person who stutters because sometimes, you know, the speech impediment does show, but at that age, like, ordering a pizza was brutal, like, and, like, I couldn't talk on the phone, like, (laughs) I— when I would talk to my friends, I'd say, no, you got to like text me. So I decided like, well, let's work on this. Maybe working at a call center and talking 80 times or 80 calls a day would help the stutter. And then eventually I could get better at broadcasting and find a way. So, so that was my first job out of college, but about 6 months in it was too much having people screaming at you yelling at you hey where's my money
0: <laughs> i think every radio person at one time or another has worked in telemarketing or in a call center <laughs> it's it's depressing work i it is really hard and also well i had a telemarketing job and we were calling old people and trying to sell them uh, camping trips for the weekend and you could just tell they none of them had any idea what we were calling about and it's just bad
1: no it's a tough job um but you know so after a while i was like it's too much so i go home and i go back to my community radio i go to my old boss be like hey like i need i need tape like i i need repetitions so my my uh my demo sounds better because it was not good coming out of college it was real bad in my opinion Um, so, and I knew it had to get better. So, so I, I signed on with a talent agency, Sportscasters Talent Agency of America, just to get pointers from professional broadcasters. How do I get better? But, you know, we already had broadcasters at my hometown station. There was nowhere to broadcast. Um, so to be honest, it was, it was was depressing. And, um, eventually like we get to December of 2014 and, you know i had close friends in fargo they're like how about you come back so i come back um start working as a reading tutor at an elementary school loved it um and then i found a semi-pro football team that had no broadcaster contact them and say hey can i be your broadcaster they say yes so now I have to find a radio station. So I contact thirty radio stations in Fargo, North Dakota, and just one replied.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. Holy mackerel. <laughs>
1: and that one radio station was a like nonprofit or I, I don't I don't know exactly. Commercial free. Yeah, commercial free. Non commercial. So the deal was, you know, they'd get sponsorships from the team and I would just call it the game. So I called the whole season for free. And then I lined up the same thing with a brand-new high school called West Fargo-Cheyenne. And again, did the same exact thing. Contact the athletic director. Can I be the voice of your team? Yes. Um, and again, same thing. I'm, I'm with this commercial stace, station. But I was really happy because, no, they, they weren't paying me anything. But I knew that the practice repetitions mm-hmm. I was – getting would eventually get me better enough to where I could get paid to do this for a living. And that's what happened. So I did that for 2 years. Um kind of bounced around in different places. Finally in 2017, after 3 years of broadcasting for free, I get a job in Fort Dodge, uh Iowa, working as a sp- news and sports director and that was my first job. Um working for alpha media out there. So
2: I was like seven different stations out there, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of radio stations and, and so that was my first professional job. And I, I love that job. I mean, there were some challenges. I, my first news job, um, professionally, I would wake up at three forty-five every morning because that's how long it took me to do a newscast.
0: <sighs> eh. 3.45 in the morning. I get up at 4.50, and that even to me is like ridiculously <laughs> early. Okay, so, so let us move forward to the KCOW era, and you've been here since July. You do news, you do sports, you do play-by-play. Um, what, uh, what sport do you enjoy doing the most as far as play-by-play goes?
2: Disc golf. He told me this many. No, oh, yeah, sure
1: uh, no, he did. Sure no, I he think did. pickleball would have to be number one. No, um,
2: <laughs>
0: so
1: I think football and basketball are pretty even for me because basketball is kind of like the first love almost because I'm, I've got a cousin who played professional basketball overseas, so um I I love the sport of basketball. So, so when I'm in the season we are in now, I'd probably say basketball. But if you were to ask me this question in October – I would say football because you're in the middle of football and just the fun of that. So I'd say football and basketball for sure.
0: It's whatever season you're in, that's kind of the thing that you're uh, focused on. And of course, uh, in the summer, we do uh, Spartans baseball. Have you ever called baseball before?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, not as much as football and basketball, but um, I think in all the markets I've been in, there's usually a high school team so it's kind of a unique thing here in alliance you know to have you know the spartans um and and, oh i I do love hockey too but hockey's just a little too fast for me personally
0: hockey is a game that really needs to be seen in person i've tried to watch it on tv it's just not the same i used to go to uh the adirondack red wings in uh, glens falls new york they were the farm team of the detroit red wings And we used to go see their games all the time. That's a fun game to see in person. Oh, absolutely. Uh,
2: Station I used to work at in Eastern South Dakota, we every once in a while would do hockey games. I wouldn't, I was like the board op. Um, But uh, there was a sports uh, caster there that that would do hockey games sometimes. And like Alex said, it's a fast, fast sport. It really is. I mean, do you think it's faster than football? By a million, what, dude? Any sport is faster than football.
1: I mean, imagine this: like in the hardest part about hockey as a broadcaster is that they change what's called lines, so the players every around every thirty seconds. Whereas football, like you always know who your quarterback is, you always knew who the who the top running back is. Hockey, there's two, three, four different lineups that like will come in. In and out on both teams. And people at the go same, to the penalty box oh, wow. and all that stuff, yeah. too. So, so that's the hardest thing for me is that, like, you know, I, I you get used to in a hockey game, oh, I, I know these guys. Oh, now they come out. Now there's a whole new, like, that's the hardest thing. And where, whereas basketball, I mean, there's always those five players on the court. But usually when they make a substitution, it's every one, two minutes. And it's just one player, not everybody.
0: Let's talk about news for a little bit here um you know we have a news and sports director he's the same person (laughs) so you know we're not looking at like cnn here where they have like 417 people running around doing this stuff alex is the news and uh that means that you spend a lot of time getting information uh going to court um probably more time invested in news than in sports is that a safe statement to make
1: I think absolutely. Just because I mean, there's a lot more going on in news. You know, for sports, all I really have to have to worry worry about, excuse me, are the Bulldogs, uh, Ford as well, and you know the Huskers. Um, on the news side, you got to worry about things that are going on in the Panhandle, things that are going on internally here in Alliance but then in the county and there's so many different things from agriculture to crime, to, to education. It's, it's, it's a challenge.
0: I think one of the great challenges uh, these days is that uh, people on social media can sometimes throw out things. Amen. uh, Kind of hearsay and, and conjecture and rumor and, you know Kevin Horn, who was our news director for many years. He would always say, and I stand by this: it is better to be right
2: than to be first. That's that's the truth. You yeah. Know.
1: I think one thing about that is that you know there you can in what we do, and especially what I do, um, I can never be perfect because I can't be in twenty million places at once. Um, but what I can do is try the best as I can. That's all I can do. Um, the only, the only thing I struggle with guys is that sometimes if I feel people are questioning my effort or questioning my, um, integrity or questioning what I do. I'm 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 this kid from a town of 90 people who will always have a chip on his shoulder. You know, and <laughs> and that's just how I am. That's how I was as an athlete. I was always this skinny sprinter who had a ra- ra- race against really big buff guys. And I always with everything have always felt like, you know what? I am going to work so darn hard. And and that's how I look at it. So, um I think alliance and n- Nebraska overall, people are so wonderful here. They they support each other so well. But I think sometimes people are a little too critical at times, I, or yeah. or or they look at things in a, a lens that isn't necessarily beneficial for the community. That's all I'll really say for that. Um,
0: and that's you know we've we've talked about this many times as far as uh, things on social media go. It yeah. just is what it is. Well Alex, it is great to have you as part of the KsoW family and uh, I look forward to many many more uh, coffee talks and uh, sports play- by play and newscasts and it is just great to have you uh, have you on board.
1: Thank you one last thought I'm not really from Seattle uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm from a town of 90 people called Key Center Washington It's an hour's. Uh, south of Seattle, probably an hour and a half with bad traffic. I always say I'm from Seattle because I'm. it's kind of like if you were from Alliance or Hemingford and you moved to – LA or are you, you going to say you're from Hemingford or are you going to say you're from Nebraska? I th- yeah, <laughs> right? So yeah. it's kind of one of those things cuz I I do think people probably in town think I'm from Seattle which comes with the connotation, oh, he's a city boy. No, nah, I'm not a city boy. We we just had one one grocery store in town. We just had one we had a bar and and one Mexican restaurant, three places, that's it. So yeah, I'm definitely uh, more of a small town guy. But at the same time, um, you know, I think, I think that's why I like Alliance as, as a community. So,
2: Final thoughts, Corey? Final thoughts. I, I want to um, interject um, some of Alex's highlights in college because Alex talked about um, track and, and his different um, athletics he was involved in and how much, you know, work he, he spent on that in college. So I just wanna, I just want to let you know what he did in college just a little bit. So when he was going to school in Concordia, he was a four-year varsity track and field letter winner. How, how do you know that? <laughs> uh, in 2014, he was an M- MVP and captain. He also was voted most improved athlete in 2012 and 2014. And uh, he was uh, the MIAC all-sportsman team in 2014 and MIAC Athlete of the Week in 2014. I, I just did a little research I wanted because I was See, interested.
0: Chloe's got
2: paper. I my didn't gosh, get any paper. you got paper. them all.
1: I, I think you missed the my, the Maya Athlete of the Week. Did you get that one?
2: Uh, I didn't get that one. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but yeah, like it, uh, I was just kind of researching your your broadcast career and stuff. I was really um you know, uh kind of eye opened when when uh, I learned that you broadcast to Concordia hockey for 2 years. Like that is that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, you you know it's You've you've really uh, have a, a repertoire um, in your in your broadcast uh, career, and we're happy to have you here in the Sandhills and at KCOW to continue uh, uh, broadcasting for us. Yeah. On that
0: note, thanks, Alex, for uh, talk, telling us your story today, and uh, we will hear more from Alex as uh, the weeks and months go by. And now you have better known a Ben Zagala.
1: All right. Well, appreciate it, guys. Go Bulldogs.